Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. you're watching this is the three-man rush i had to double clutch that by the way because i wanted to say line the game but this is the three-man rush uh vidcast brought to you on the uh, buffalo rumblings network brought to you by picasso's pizza and we are buffalo's best pizza and uh welcome in as we are uh picasso's obviously buffalo's pizza shipping local nationwide at picasso's um pizza.net um well, Sarah, I guess uh, my Super Bowl prediction was garbage. I don't know about <laughs> yours, but mine was garbage. Uh, mine was mine was great at the end of the third quarter. I, I had I had said twenty eight twenty seven. It was flipped. I had said twenty eight twenty seven um, Eagles. Uh, that was the score at the end of the third quarter. Um, but you know, I uh, I what really gets me is. If uh, they would have scored a touchdown at the end of the game, I, basically I would have ended up winning one of my squares. Um, so it, them only getting the field goal really irked me. <laughs> I I kind of switched at the end. I was like, come on, Kansas City. Come on. Kansas. So you guys can all blame me because uh, at the end uh, I, I was cheering for Kansas City, trying to trying to score an actual touchdown. I knew they wouldn't. The, you know, we've all learned you get yourself down, you take the three points and you win. Um, so, but you know, it would have been nice to, to win, um, a, a couple of square on a couple of squares, but I think, I think the bills, and by the way, obviously I'm an Eagles fan growing up there. I wish the Eagles would have won. They should have won. Um, they did not lose because of a bad officiating call. They lost because of things like giving up a touchdown on a fumble from, uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. They lost because they gave up, I think points on every drive almost. In the second half, after going up, um, after going up uh, by ten points at halftime, should have been up by seventeen. And I apologize if I'm a little glitchy on the um, on the connection. Uh, I was just informed that the uh, cable guys up the street working, so 
I'm oh, hoping okay. that I don't I don't lose my internet connection in the middle of the show. But um, well, if you, if, but anyway, if anything happens, um, they can hear me ramble. <laughs> I thought that it was a it's a you know it's a well played Super Bowl. It was a great Super Bowl. Uh, I was I thought Rihanna's performance was great. Uh, obviously, we had no idea that uh, she, she was getting ready to have another kid. Um, but um, I, I guess she wasn't um, that way before uh, she took the gig. But anyway, um, enough about that game. I want to talk <laughs> this week about Buffalo. I want to talk about the Bills. I want to talk about the offseason coming up. I know you're a huge cap geek. I know you love yeah. numbers. I know you love the cap. You love the offseason movement. Um, I think today we confirmed a couple of buddies and myself, we will be rolling up to Kansas city. You're going to the draft this year too, right? I am. Yes. All right. So I believe we'll be up there so we can hopefully do a show from Kansas city. That'll be great. Um, that'll be a good time. Uh, you know, cause especially Thursday being, I mean, I don't know if we'll do it. Th- Thursday's the first round. So obviously it we'll do it right away. At the first round, but maybe we can do an instant reaction afterwards or something of that nature. But this is the thing that I think the Bills can learn from Kansas City, okay? Kansas City is a team that's in the same situation as Buffalo. Kansas City is a small market team, just like the Bills are. And this is a team that their franchise quarterback eats up a tremendously large portion of the salary cap. Um, this is a team where if you if you look – at the structure of the Chiefs, the Bills, Josh Allen is responsible for over 17% of the salary cap. Huge number, right? How does Buffalo re-sign Edmonds? How does Buffalo rebuild an offensive line? How do they address their situation at wide receiver where they want to get the, I, I guess this is the, the nouveau term, a true number two receiver, according to Twitter, how do we address running back where Singletary wants to bounce? How do we address Jordan Poyer because everybody feels he deserves a contract as a 10-year vet and in his 30s? Um, you know, so there's all these different things, and you're trying to work around a number with Josh Allen that is 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 17% of the cap, $39.7 million cap hit for 23. He will have the fourth largest salary cap hit in the NFL this coming season. How do you get around all that and fill in the pieces that you need to become a contender like the Kansas City Chiefs? All right. Well, first and foremost, we're going to have to restructure several people. Um, that's It's a, a given that we will definitely restructure, you know, Josh. Um, I don't think he'll have any problems with that whatsoever. They probably talked to him about it when he signed his contract that it would be, you know, something that they have to do a couple of times as uh, as a con, you know, especially with it being, I think it's a six year contract, um, especially with it being, um, you know, so long, they're definitely going to probably do another restructure in a couple of years. Um, and, you know, obviously they'll throw more money at him down the road once they do the restructure. Um, but the, you know, but that helps because that's going to free up almost $22 million. Um, we are already under, um, or excuse me, above the, the cap. So some of that's going to go towards, you know, the, the cap. And then obviously, uh, some of it will go towards who we draft. 
Um, so the people, you know, so there, there might be 10, 12 million left over um, ish, uh, kind of what I've been looking at. So in order even just to, to, to re-sign Edmonds, um, it's going to take more than restructuring just, uh, just Josh. So, well, Sarah, here, here's some numbers for you. Okay. And I know, and I'm sure you've probably seen some of these, but here's some numbers. You talk about that full salary conversion to Josh Allen. You can open up $21 million of cap space by doing that with Josh Allen. Okay. If you look at the draft pool this year, it's predicted they're going to need 7 million $36,186 to sign all their draft picks. But they're already at the present moment, five and a half million dollars over the cap. Right. So there's some things they can do. And I think there's, you know, this isn't, I don't think it's a slam dunk that they re-signed Edmonds. I also think there's some guys on the roster that possibly may have to move on just because they can't afford them anymore. And it's yeah. the easiest thing to do. And and my issue is is when you when you convert salary like that, it becomes dead money. And you know when you look at this roster, who are some of the guys you can move that doesn't create dead money? Mitch Morris is a guy that I think you know his release opens up six point three million dollars of cap space. If you go ahead and move him, and he is thirty, that's the magical number. It seems to be in the league. You slide uh, you slide uh, Bates over to center. He's already done it. Um, I know you lose that locker room leader, but there's six, you know, there's $6.3 million. And also there's some other guys out there. For instance, um, our guy that we just went ahead and, and traded for Hines, you could move him for 4.8 million. So yeah. there is some stuff there you could do. I'm actually looking forward. I hope we keep Hines on, uh, on the, uh, roster. I'm actually looking for, I don't think that we resign Devin single, uh, Singletary at all. I think Devin is, is gone. Um, I don't, unless he comes back saying, you know, he'll take, you know, a, a very team friendly deal, which I don't see him doing, um, right. because there will be a team out there that, um, says, oh, well, we have a better offensive line. You know, we, you know, he's, we, we see promise or something and there, and someone will be silly enough to, to, you know, pay the money that we won't. Um, and you know, I hope he goes somewhere and, and tears it up, you know, and, you know, I have no ill feelings towards Singletary. I, you know, think he's a great guy. Um, I just don't think that we can afford to, to spend the money on him. Um, Hines does something that we need. He can, he can be a reliable right. returner. Right. Um, so I would not mind going into the season with James Cook as our starter, which, yes, I know I have changed so much uh, since probably midseason because I kept on saying that James Cook is not an every down back. Um, he just looked too confused in the beginning of the season. Um, right. But I think that the the more they actually stopped throwing to him um, and him uh, actually being just a running back um, kind of opened up, you know, the ability to, to throw to him, um, you know, because he got out of his own head, I think. So I'm completely OK with starting the season with him as our starter with Heinz coming in, um, you know, is kind of that, you know, the, the receiving, um, back, I, you know, I don't know why we didn't get him involved enough, um, at the end of this year after we traded for him. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what that can, you know, what that can look like. And then obviously, you know, we probably need a bigger back, um, or we need to use Reggie a little bit more, um, you right. know, especially at the goal line and stuff like that. We need someone who's going to be able to, um, 
to kind of, you know, either protect Josh while he's, you know, there or to be able to um, open up the holes as we need or take, you know, actually take the, the ball in and, and be that power back. So I'm, you know, I everyone knows I've said it probably 15 times uh, over the course of, of the last month or so. I am really high on Roshan Johnson um, from Texas uh, as the, that bigger back that, you know, change of pace that we need. Um, I would not mind us going with a, you know, mid-round, uh, you know, draft pick, um, you know, as our our third down back. I think the biggest thing is, is to me anyway, what is the quickest way to secure the success of your team? Um, what are the must, what are the must-haves that you've got to have going into next season? I think the biggest <laughs> thing, yeah, there's a lot, but I think the biggest thing you need to do and Kansas City's done it. Other teams have done it. And they've got to find a way to secure the offensive line and to get that line talent level back back to where it needs to be. If you look at this team, you know, you got Van Ruten, you got Saffold, you got Quisenberry, Murray, Hart, and Bodeger. All those guys are free agents. Right. Um, I wouldn't I, I'm not sure any of them come back. To be I think we'll I think we'll take Ike back. Uh, um, personally, I think that he was injured. Um, so he'll probably sign a very team-friendly deal um, because I don't think he'll find it anywhere else. So I think we'll get Ike back. Um, I, I have a list. I, you know, I have Questenberry, uh, Van Roten, Hart, Murray, Seffold, all of them leaving for free agency. But when you, when you look at this, you know, they've got to get better up front. They've got to get more physical up front. They've got to be able to run the football on a consistent basis. And they got to be able to protect their quarterback. If, if we can get better in our offensive line play and get more production in some other areas, I think we'll be fine. Now, yeah. granted, I'm, it's going to be – I, I don't know – I don't I, – I know that we're, we're hell-bent on this number two receiver thing. I'm really – I really think this is a deal where if they could probably get a, a role-playing veteran or two on a, on a cheaper value, they might do it. I don't think that you're going to see the Bills go out and spend a tremendous amount of money on a number two receiver. Um, you know, nor do I think we should. I, I really right. don't. I think if we're going to spend any money, it it'll be to retain the guys that some of the guys that we have. You know, like right. Edmonds. Um, you know, I think um, that uh, Davis obviously has a lot to work through. Um, do I want us going into next season? You know fooling ourselves that he is that that number two no I want us to have an option um you know I had a conversation yesterday I was on uh I was on a podcast and they suggested why not see if Diggs would be willing to move to the slot and have clear um in the number two uh, Khalil in the uh number two and then have um Davis on on the outside uh, you know, kind of in the number one, um, you know, spot where you would normally right. see Diggs and um, or Khalil in that spot and, right. you know, keep Davis where he is. And, you know, the more I think about it, you know, we all talk about number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver. It, it's it's not really it's you're the number one wide receiver if you're going to get all the reps. So it's more like where you're going to, right. um, you know, line up. So do I think Diggs in the slot makes a lot of sense with his route running? A hundred percent. Well, do I think he'll get it? Do I think he'll be okay with that? No, because I think that he wants to make sure he's going to still get 
his numbers. And I don't think you can get as many numbers from, you know, from the slot. But um, it would be intriguing to to see, you know, what they what they could play around with. I don't feel like we um, treated, you know, Shakir right. I don't think that he got enough, you know, opportunities while he was out there. But maybe the team sees something that we don't, um, you know, because he made some, you know, amazing catches. But then again, so did Davis. And then there was times where Davis looked terrible where he couldn't you know he would be targeted seven eight nine times and he'd have you know two receptions in a game um you know i think he averaged uh you know three receptions you know per game this year we can't have that from our number two wide receiver it's just not i get it i get it it. yeah i get it but again i'm not letting it off i'm not letting him off the hook the guy making 39 million dollars a year was tragic that had second half of the season he was not very good yeah. Arm injury well, or no arm injury, he was not very good. But you know, Diggs making twenty million dollars on a cap, which crazy is Diggs makes twenty million bucks. You know, your next highest paid wide receiver is Isaiah McKenzie at just under three, and then Gabe Davis at at two point nine, yeah. just under three. So, and I have a um, feeling, I have a feeling that McKenzie could end up being, you know, a cap casualty because yes. his uh, his. Uh, Contract isn't fully guaranteed. I think, you know, I think we save, you know, a little over a million um, if we let him go. So he could end up, you know, being gone. Um, I, I I look at our wide receivers and say, you know, are we going to consider even like, because Crowder's gone, Kumaro's gone. We'll probably bring back Kumaro. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of that, but he is, you know, terrific on special teams. So, um and he has that relationship with Josh. So, you know, we'll probably bring him back. I don't see us bringing Crowder back. Um, McKenzie, like I said, will probably end up being gone. Do we bring Beasley back? Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of questions. I don't think that we go out in free agency, though, to get that number two. I think if we're going to get a number two wide receiver, exactly. it has got to be some gem that we find in the exactly. in the draft. I agree with you 100%. I think if you want to backfill with some veteran guys like, Ju- you know, like Juju Schuster, um, one of those types of guys, that's that's fine. You know, yeah. you pay him a million I actually bucks. Don't think, of, you know. Yeah, I don't think Juju played that well. He's He has not looked the way he has in Pitts, from, from when he was in Pittsburgh. Um, even now, when he had Mahomes thrown to him. I right, and, and looked... it was an example of a just, you know, yeah, a yeah. veteran guy like that. Do you bring somebody in? But, uh, you know, I think a big part of this about the receivers is, what are you asking your guys to do and what can they do? I mean, I think if we looked at the end of the season and Sarah, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but we almost turned into a four vertical team. Um, we threw a deep ball a lot and we're Diebold. I remember under Diebold, we ran a lot of throws that were basically running plays. Right. And then all of a sudden we're trying to stretch the field. Did we have stretch the field personnel at the wideout spot? Yeah. I I'm think not that, sure we did. I think that that was a little bit of two things and I kind of noticed it as well. I kind of felt like it was Josh felt like he needed to have those explosive plays in order to stay in games. And then I also feel like um, we were at the point where the, the short, the short things weren't short passes weren't working. Um, So, you know uh, he would, he kind of stretched the field. Now he did make a comment that some of the, um, the shorter, you know, passes or where you have to fit the ball into a window was a little harder on him after the injury. Um, he did say that there was certain angles that were uncomfortable and, and everything else. So I'm thinking maybe it felt com- more comfortable for him to, to throw those long balls. 
Um, unfortunately, we didn't have the receivers there to, um, you know, to, to make those catches. And even right. Diggs, I feel like his frustration was because he's used to being so in sync with Josh. And, you know, I think that there was some mental issues there where, you know, they were so out of sync with everything, with the injury, with everything that was going on that, you know, some of the, um, the passes weren't great. Some of the, the receptions were dropped. Like we just started looking like a little bit of a mess towards the end of the season. Interesting happenings this week in Buffalo. Obviously, Chad Hall moves on, um, yeah. the wide receivers coach of the Bills. And who do they hire? They hire Henry. Adam Henry. Yeah. Why was that? Why would why would Adam Henry seem an interesting hire for the Bills? Well, he just happened to be um, OBJ and Jarvis Landry's coach in college at LSU. Open up the floodgates. Um, yeah. It's already been talked about in the in the chat. Uh, Les brings it up about Vaughn still thinking OBJ is coming to Buffalo. Now you add his college wide receivers hey. coach. Will it happen? If we were going to spend, I know, and I'm. this is crazy for me to say, if we were going to spend money on bringing in a wide receiver, it would be for me, OBJ. I would love to see him come into Buffalo. I mean, he could be a number one wide receiver on, on most teams. For him to come in as our number two it gives us opportunity where we can, you know, move him and Diggs back and forth into the slot. Like there are so many. So you honestly think that they would play nice, and you honestly think that OBJ would consider himself a number two receiver? He considered himself a number three in LA, technically speaking. Wow, well, I I don't know. I, I mean, I don't they had like they had Robert Woods. They had uh, oh god, I can't think of his name. The slot receiver. I can't think of his name. But, I mean, he was technically the number three out there. So. Think about this. Think about this. So you, honestly, you, using your, you've seen more Bills football live than anybody other than maybe Pinto Ron. Um, <laughs> answer this for me. Can you honestly say, because when he went to L.A., he was a rent player. He was there for one reason when they sold out to win the Super Bowl. Do you honestly say that, that OBJ puts us over the top and we win the Super Bowl because we signed OBJ. I don't think I don't think there's one player out there that is going to be the reason why we win the Super Bowl. I think it has to be a t- the the team. And uh, thank you, Richard Cooper Cup. Thank you. I definitely thought about it afterwards, so I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that there's not one player out there um, that is literally gonna you know cross you know cross cross all the T's and dot all the I's and say, okay, this is the one player. I don't think we're one player away. And that's scary because I felt like last year we might've been one player away. And, and now I think we're not, I think that um, we have two or three spots on the line on the offensive line that we need uh, to fill. I think that we need a, an actual number two wide receiver. I think that we're going to have to look at safety like crazy because our safety room is, going to be completely different i think we're down yeah we're down jordan dean and jaquan uh johnson do i uh i don't know if we will you know we might bring back jaquan because you know he didn't play all that well but he knows the system um dean i hope we bring back jordan's probably gone and then you know so we have we have micah coming off injury damar probably won't be playing um we you know we have a lot to worry about there um and then, you know, Jordan, Jaquan, and Cam. Uh, and Cam's our kind of rent to safety. So uh, him being uh, a free agent as well. Our our safety room is going to look very, very different. So yep. um, 
I think that, you know, if we're, you know, needing to look at things that safety is going to be another, you know, big thing that we need to look at, whether it's through the draft or through, you know, some type of free agency. Um, try, But I think that what we might look at if we're really all in um, is start looking at some trades. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things that we can get someone who is either at towards the end of their career that has, you know, one or two years left on their contract or someone that is on their rookie contract that has, you know, one or two years left, um, that, you know, we can, you know, definitely plug in again, it's a short-term answer, but it might be, you know, for those people who are out there saying, I just want one, I just want one, I just want one. That might be what we need for just to get that that one Super Bowl. Um, you know, Philadelphia kind of did it this offseason. They went out, they got um, CJ uh, Gardner Johnson, they got Bradbury, they got um, Brown at wide receiver. They they did all of that through through trades. So I think Bradbury was released and they picked him up. But regardless, right. um, you know, they still you know they they did it. San Francisco. Granted, they needed probably one more quarterback on their roster to to have made it over the hump. But when they went out and they got uh, McCaffrey, it it definitely like they were one they were pretty much one player away in that moment away from a Super Bowl contending roster. And unfortunately, um, they probably didn't know that they would lose all three quarterbacks. Um, so they you know made the mistake of not going out and getting a fourth one, <laughs> but. I, I don't think we're anywhere near that. I don't think our roster is anywhere near that. Do I think that we still have a Super Bowl contending uh, roster? Yes, because of Josh Allen. But um, you know, I less Brown and I'll I'll put it up in the the comments. Um, just suggested that Oliver has to be a number one tra- trade prospect. I I agree. I and he is one of the people. Yes, he's on his fifth year option, but there might be a team out there that would be willing to take on that one year rental. Um, I think it's like ten million um, for the. Yeah, the, he's the fully direction. guaranteed. Yeah, he's fully guaranteed ten million. So you're going to have to trade it and move the ten million. And I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. I think he's probably our. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called "The Future of Work," where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop pod wherever you get your podcasts Jerry just dropped off a little bit, but yeah. So when it comes to, to Oliver, I think that he is one of the people that we should be looking at at trading. Um, I've went through kind of that over and over and over again, um, who are kind of our trade candidates. Most people don't want to hear it, but I honestly think that Trey white might be a trade candidate as well. Um, just because him coming off the injury, the amount of money and, you know, we all going to have to, you know, take a deep breath and, uh, and see what this roster is going to look like um, after, you know, everything. Jerry's coming back on, so let me let him in. All right. Uh, yeah, no I, I think I think the guy, the repairman up the street, got me. <laughs> no worries. Like I said, knowing that, knowing that you were going to go out potentially, <laughs> um, 
But no, seriously, but, uh, I, think, I think you're right. I think Ed's the guy. I mean, he's, yeah. a tr- he's undervalued at his position at $10 million. And if we already know, because his production's not been where it should be, we already know we're not going to sign him. Move him now yeah. and let's get some value for him. Yeah. And I, uh, um, you know, and, and some people aren't happy with exactly how Jordan Phillips played out this year. Uh, you know, I know his injury um, took him off the field more than we would want. I don't know what his timetable is to return um, after he has the, the offseason surgery. I believe he's having surgery on his, um, on be, his shoulder. He, won't, he probably won't be able to be ready to play until the season starts. Okay. But I, would I wouldn't if mind. He's having a true labral, if he's having labral surgery, it's that's quite a while. Yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't mind um, him as our backup, re-signing him. He is a free agent. Um, but bringing him back. Um, if we can, I honestly want to get him and um, Shaq back. Uh, obviously, those are both guys that we can get back, you know, pretty much at vet minimums, I would believe. Um, but, you know, Oliver is guaranteed his his 10 million. So if he plays right. for us, he's guaranteed his fifth year option. Um, so if we go to trade him, um, we might not get what, you know, we would hope for him. Um, he was a, what, a third round? At Oliver? Yeah. No, he was a like the like the I can't remember. He's first round pick. Was he a first he round a, pick? Yeah, and oh, I, I think he was a top. Uh, he was like thirteenth overall, I think, or something uh, of that nature. I don't remember. I really, yeah. I really don't remember. And he was. But, um, and I always see. I watched Ed Oliver play for four years at Houston or three years at Houston. Yeah. And we got after him pretty good. He's always he, he's an undersized D tackle that's got to get up. He's undersized. Yeah, he's got to play in that sort of a, a of a penetrating type defense. If you've watched what we do, it's anything but super aggressive, right? Um, so I'm not I'm not sure that I'm not sure that over yeah. this over the span that how he fits. But I think if you took Ed, one of those areas that you could re- probably get this is where you go ahead and maybe get a number two from another team. You move Ed and throw in Isaiah McKenzie or somebody like that, and maybe you can entice somebody and get a big ad at receiver. Uh, through trade, but I don't think I agree with you earlier. I don't think you'll get that number two spot type guy at receiver unless you go ahead and work trades or find a diamond in the rough in the draft. Yeah, and I do honestly think that there might be an opportunity, um, you know, to to trade him, kind of recoup some of our, you know, uh, some of our money to pay, you know, for some guys to come back, um, or we can find someone that's willing to to trade another, you know, player for player. So. Right. Um, and, and we're going to need, we're going to need players. So uh, we'll see what, what happens there. But I think that so many people, um, so many teams are kind of, you know, looking for that one guy who they could convert into somebody long-term. So hopefully people think that Ed um, is that guy, especially considering, you know, they might think, you know, a, in a D tackle at $10 million isn't, isn't terrible, you know? So, um, well, here's a question I have for you, Sarah, that I think it, 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 it's, it's worth asking. And I think this is, this is something that I think Bill's fans are tied up in as we, as we move into the off season, as we look at free agency and the draft and, and your opinion on this, you know, right now we're in this either or, right. It seems like on defense, we're going to give Jordan Poyer his contract and let Edmonds go or give Edmonds his contract and let Poyer go. And to be honest with you, what if they both go? Because here's something that our defense that I, is in trouble. 
Well, here's something you need to understand. I think that, and I look, I read some stuff. I did, I did some reading. I looked at some things and I didn't sit down and watch every play of the season. This, this season, he, he had a tremendously productive season. And I say him, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, he played well, probably had his best. He did have his best season to date. Okay. But in five years in Buffalo, he's been very inconsistent to say the least. And a lot of people have him at a valuation under what market value is. Um, a lot of people are looking at him as maybe an $11 million uh, yeah, player. Sport track, sport track right. is terrible. Right. It is absolutely sp- terrible with the market value. And they have, I even think they have Poyer, um, you know, around yeah, Poyer $11 million. 11, yeah. But he could be so. as high as 15. And that's what they're saying about Emmons too. If you look at it, they believe, you know, a lot of people believe he's a $17 million a year player when it's all said and done. Do you spend the money on Edmonds to bring him back? Do you spend the money on Jordan to bring him back? Or you you possibly let both of them walk and do possibly, you know, I know Poyer wants to stay, but does Edmonds maybe not want to be back? Um, well, I would think that I personally think that Edmonds will probably be back over Poyer. Um, n- mainly because of the, the, the age. Um, I'm not saying that Poyer, I think Poyer, you know, is, 30 what 30 going to be 32 or you know is 32 32 bunch of injuries it's yeah yeah. but he um he didn't play really the first four years and i and i know he's given this context every time he talks about it you know when he played at cleveland he was he was you know a, a backup he wasn't a starter so he didn't play as much as you know the normal you know 10 year vets have so i don't think his wear and tear is the same um his tons of injuries this year, he played through them all. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I would love to, to, you know, bring him back if we could, but I'm thinking, you know, we, if we could get him back to, you know, 10, 10, 11 million or, you know, so say a three year, $33 million contract, um, would he take it? You know, he, he says it's not all, it's not all about the money. It's all about the, the longevity of it. He wants, his next contract to be his retirement. And I get it. I can't 100% get that. Um, You know, I even think if we did a three year and then, you know, kind of guaranteed two of those years, it might be something that he would say yes to. Um, But we got to figure out where we get that money. Now, I think that the two people on our defense that granted Vaughn is, is different. Vaughn is on that field and, and he, he brings that, that veteran, you know, presence and, you know, his, his comments, his instructions, everything is a little different with Vaughn. So I'm not going to try to, you know, say that Vaughn's not going to make a difference on that field. But to me, Edmonds and Poyer are the two people, they are making sure people are lined up correctly. They're making sure the play that is called gets executed correctly and that everyone's where they're supposed to be. If we lose our, our, play caller on on the defense which is Edmonds and pretty much Poyer to make sure that Edmonds is doing everything correctly um I feel like we're losing you know kind of our and I made this comment the other day our quarterback of the defense that is right. where he is and if if we think we're going to go and get somebody in the draft and it's going to be all you know rainbows and roses <laughs> that's that's going to be a, you know, someone starting from scratch. So I, you know, I think that if anything, I I think that that's the position we need 
to to shore up a little bit more. I think that Edmonds is just a, a smidge more important than than Poyer. Right. Um, I you know think I, I was looking today at like potential um, people for for trades and whatnot, and um, there are a couple of you know potential trade people out there that would be you know in, intriguing. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, this is an absolute oh you're fine. Zoo. This is a zoo tonight. I apologize. Yeah, no, I you're fine. I could. Okay. But uh, Chuck Clark um, is one is a safety uh, with the Ravens, and um, he's at like six million a year. So why not for you know one year? You know, I wonder what the Ravens would I, ask. I understand. You know? I, I mean, I know what you're saying, and it's one of those. <laughs> this is a zoo. Uh, anyway. Um, it's one of those deals where they're just going to have to figure out right now. And if they think they can win the Super Bowl now, is this a team that can win now? Or are they going to have to go ahead and build and try to, you know, the, are we a few years away? And yeah. now you're talking about wasting two more years of Josh Allen's career. Yeah, that's why I'm shaking my um, head. No, um, I I think it's a, it's a win now mentality. Now, do I think that with Josh, we're always in it. I think that, um, oh, who was it? I don't remember. Someone said, you know, our window is never going to be closed, um, you know, because I'm playing. So um, I think that's the same way with, with, with Josh. I think that with Josh as our quarterback, we're always going to be better than good. Um the problem is, is, you know, I'm tired of leaving in the second round of the, you know, the second or third round right. of the, um, the playoffs. I want that, that transition to the next, you know, the next level. Um, let's just put, uh, do you think Benford can transition to safety? Um, I was at the training camp last year, uh, over the summer and they actually had Benford out there a lot at safety. So, um, kind of mid season, I made the comment that, you know, need be, we right. can put Benford in there. Right. Obviously, he ended up getting hurt, um, so it was never really tested. And then when he came back, I don't think – I think they he was brought back with one or two games left, and we didn't really play him much of anything. So, again, we're down to, like, I think two safeties that are not injured, which I have uh, – yeah, Dean's, Dean's actually gone. So, we're down, we're down to, to Micah. Um, and Demar that are either not free agents or are um, not injured, but both of them are coming off injuries technically. Yep. So our safety room is pr pretty much completely gone. Well, I think what we'll do is as we move towards, as we move towards the off season and, and, and obviously tonight was, tonight was interesting to say the least. Uh, I apologize on my end of it. I thought uh, it was entertaining. Not, <laughs> not, not, not very prepared. It, uh, on, a, on a level of professionalism, it was way, way down no, there. I think it's funny and it's too bad for the people listening through podcasts. They didn't see your camera fall off the computer and everything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This kind of it's just kind of you know zoo.com is basically what we got going on. But um, seriously, I think this is this is something over the next few weeks we need to get into a little more. I think we need to get into the. Uh, into the weeds a little bit and we can start breaking down some things position wise and stuff because um this is a, it's a very it's a very very it's a it's about as important of an offseason as buffalo's had in quite some time i said that because yesterday you, i you think know, this is 
it's teetering. And I'm not saying we're getting ready to be on the verge of 17 years of, of, of irrelevance. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, you got a certain level, you, you only got a certain amount of time with guys before things start to, to nosedive. Um, they're teetering because the other teams in the AFC are coming. They're coming and they're bringing it and they're in our own division. They're bringing it. Um, Miami being one of them. So uh, it's going to be vital, big time vital for us to have a very, very good off season. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we move along. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do in free agency. I think it'll um, open up that conversation of what do we do for the draft? Um, I, I love that people start all these, you know, uh, mock drafts and all that other stuff in February when we haven't even, right. I mean, the, the league year technically starts, I think it's March 15th. Right. Um, there is so much between franchise tags, you know, restricted free agent tags and everything else. There are so many things that are going to happen that will alter what it looks like on draft day that I don't even know. I'm not worried uh, really about who we're, who, who we're drafting. If we went out and got OBJ, just saying, we're not going to look at a wide receiver in the first or second round. It's just not going to happen. So if we went out and actually spent some money on, you know, a right guard, we're not going to draft a right guard in the first round. Like no. that's the way we need to look at it. So I can't wait to, to kind of, you know, settle down a little bit. Let's see what happens with free agency. Right. We need a starter at 27 and you know how hard that is. That's well, not you know, easy. It's not. And, you know, I do want to say something, though, because and I'm not giving Kansas City their props at all because I can't stand to give them their props. But they had, what, six rookies in the Super Bowl make, you know, impact. But that's what you have to do with a quarterback that's making as much money as Mahomes is. You can't just buy whoever you want. You've got to have grassroots effort. You've got to draft well. You have to. And, you know, as much as we all love McDermott and we all love Bean. That's kind of been the narrative. That's what we've switched the narrative to this offseason already is, you know, can they draft? You know, like, you know, and it's scary that every, you know, I joked about it the other day. Every day there's something else negative that's being put out on Twitter, social media, whatever, um, you know, about Josh. The last time he played with a first rounder um, in on his offense was Kelvin Benjamin, you know, like it's scary to think that he has not played but, with one first round, you know, talent. Right. Since. But our, our, our Bill's Twitter and Bill's criticisms like it's, Lake effects. It's like Lake effects. <laughs> no, it's not right? just the bills. I've tuned right. into other, right. other it's, it's Lake effects. No. And right now it's over Brandon Bean's house. Yeah. And then he's just getting hammered with, with foot upon foot of snow. And now we're going to take a guy <laughs> that just put together two teams that won 13 games in a season and has taken us out of a 17 year doldrum. And now we're going to go after him and say, we can't draft, especially we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to hone in on the defensive line. Um, Come on guys. Give me, I mean, seriously, give me a break. I mean, the guy's done a wonderful job. Um, He's doing a wonderful job. I, I just, I'm a little bit concerned about, and I know the draft picks will come and go and I jump to the forefront with me. One is we did not make any coaching changes really. And I'm surprised by that. I thought we would make some. Um, 
especially possibly in our front line and our on our offensive and defensive line. But the the other thing is is that we we got to watch falling in love with our own sometimes, and and I think we've paid some guys quite a bit of money that maybe you know you go you don't want to give Kansas City their props, but Tyree Kill they let they moved them they let them go. They didn't want to pay him, and they went yep. got somebody else, and they were fine with it. Um, you know, Edwards uh, Edwards Lair gets hurt. But, they bring in Pacheco, and everything's fine. Yeah. But Hill, to me, wasn't really their number one wide receiver. So they 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 didn't let go of their number one weapon. Who was Kelsey? I don't care. Well, he's a tight end. He, he's not. A, I understand, but he's but still he not was a wide still out. their number one. They're still. He's still the number one option. So, you know, with everyone saying that, you know, they got rid of, um, you know, his number one option, it's not true. You know, they got rid of the number two option, um, the, one of the scarier options, but um, but not the scariest option. To me, Kelsey is that, that offense. Obviously, Mahomes um, is the one throwing the ball to him. But, uh, you know, I think that that's a little bit of a difference. We don't use Knox, not at all, the way he should be used. Um, and... You know, we kind of live and die by, um, by you know, what Josh is is out there doing. Now, I think that if we're going to continue the status quo at all, we need to figure out how to get the reps for our guys. Um, you know, to to only target you know our number two wide receiver three or four times a game is ridiculous. To- but 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 let me say something. This is what I wrote in big letters first, and you're you're leading me into this, okay? <laughs> I wrote in on my notes in big letters, what is the identity going to be? And I think what we talk about Kansas city, what do they do? The names on the back of the jerseys change, but the guy that's playing that position is very similar to the guy that played it before him. And they don't necessarily, and, and Belichick was really good at this. They don't necessarily worry about hanging on the players as opposed to hanging on to a player that can play that role that that position is supposed to play. They know their identity. They know what they do, right? And just like when all of a sudden they weren't real happy with our their offensive line, they retooled it. They got their guys in, and and now all of a sudden they're you know they're winning another Super Bowl. So I think you've said it correctly. It's what is that identity going to be, especially on offense? What are they? What do we want to be this year? Don't yeah. just go out and get a wide receiver that's good. Does he fit what you're trying to do? Because if you right. go out and get a guy that's wonderful, but he doesn't fit what you're doing. Why draft him? Right. You and know? there's a there's a comment here. Saffold, Brown, Bates, and probably Poyer and Davis, are, are, their spots all are up for grabs. Saffold uh, and Poyer are both free agents and probably won't be back. Um, I think that I, I've been saying it, and I hope that it's the case. I think we move Bates back over to the left guard. Um, Brown, I'm, I'm praying that Brown was just injured last year, and he never really recovered from that injury. Um, I want to see him. Uh, do as well as, you know, we thought he could do in 2021. Um, Whether he needs to, you know, gain weight, lose weight, work on his feet work, I don't know what it is, but he just looked different. Um, And, you know, maybe we need to fly you up to to Buffalo and uh, give him some some pointers. Uh, I don't know. Mafia, we'll bring the Trench Mafia up. There you go. Bring the Mafia Um, up. But, you know, I do honestly think that this, this roster is going to look very different. But that doesn't mean we can't win at all. And Kansas City kind of proved it. Kansas City looks, you know, looked pretty darn different this year. But they went out there and and was able to still win it all. So um, uh, my biggest concern is, you know, us staying 
and it's not that I have any ill will uh, towards our coordinators at all. I just feel like they got to be willing to to change and adjust and adapt. And I didn't see a lot of that this year, especially after no. halftime. No. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that we figure that out. Frazier is a little bit older, so maybe he's a little more stuck in his ways. Um, I still haven't found out, you know, through all of my, uh, you know, readings and talkings and everything else. And is it really Frazier's defense or is it McDermott's defense? It's McDermott. You know? Yeah. I think it's McDermott's. And, you know, it it leads us into that, that worry, but I think that Dorsey deserves one more year. It's scary to say, but you know, we all were, I, I remember 2019 it was fire day ball, fire day ball, fire day ball, yeah. um, over and over and over again. Um, and then 2020 comes out and Josh just looks like a completely different, you know, player. So, um, you know, it's, I think that hit the first year nerves and jitters and whatnot are off the, um, you know, are kind of out the window now. And now it's all about the plays that he's designed and making sure him and Josh are on the same page and that everyone on the offense can you know, can actually run those plays um, and get the execution down because that's from my understanding. And I've listened to a couple of players talk it. They said it's a pretty complex offense. So at one point they had to stop using the whole playbook because not everybody was grasping it all. Right. And, and which doesn't shock me considering that Dorsey was a quarterback, but again, I, like I said, what's our identity going to be? I would really like to see us get bigger and get more physical. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we're big enough and we're, we're physical enough up front on both sides of the football. And um, you know, the other thing is, and you talked about it earlier with the safety spot, but who's going to cut, who's going to cover people. I mean, um, it's obvious we're going to have to revamp that room. So um, yes, there's football. You're trying to build a football team when one player sucks up 20%, 17% of your salary cap. It's the way the NFL is nowadays. Um, Jalen Hurts is a guy who's come out, and by no means do I think Jalen Hurts is is the quarterback that Josh Allen is or that Patrick Mahomes is. I think he plays a role and plays it really well in Philadelphia. His number on the table already. I saw it the other day. He wants forty nine million a year. That's his. That's his. That's his basement. That's his bottom. Is forty nine million. So um, that's the one know. thing I have to I have to applaud Bean for doing is making sure that Josh's number was, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, and, you know, now granted, will he ever turn into one of those guys that in, in three years when, right. when guys are making 60, 65 million a year, right. is he going to say, well, wait a second, you know, I, I don't know. I want to hope and believe. And again, this it pains me to say it because I'm, I'm going to comment on, uh, on Brady. At one point, we all wondered how in the heck can Brady, you know, have all these playmakers when he was with the pa- Patriots? How can he do it? He would always, you know, either take a pay cut or take, you know, it as a bonus. He would do the restructures. But he also, I, I want to say, I'm going to mention, he also had a wife that was worth half a billion dollars. So, um, well, that I, and nobody he, understands the business interests he had yeah. with Robert Kraft. And a lot of it had to do with that new stadium. So he was making his money. It was just elsewhere. It was just elsewhere. And so, you know, let's get Josh all the advertising deals and everything else that he wants. And let's figure out, you know, 
shoot, if we if we want to call it a Josh Allen Stadium moving forward, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. But, you know, figuring out a way to show him his respect um, that doesn't have to be in contract form is what we're going to have to figure out how to do moving down the road. Yep. And um, that amongst other things. So, hey, I appreciate you hanging in there with me. I know it was <laughs> – I know it was, uh, you're still battling a little bit. And I know it's a little bit tough. I thank you for it. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about next week. You, took, you actually took my headache away a little. It went from a migraine to just a headache. Watching <laughs> watching your battles watch, with your camera. <laughs> watching watching the clown show that was going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on next week. We'll see what happens with next week. Maybe we'll take a week off. I don't know. Um, but what we will do is we'll come back. We'll have rebranding soon. And we'll be uh, we'll be 100 miles an hour forward, and we want to really get into this uh, roster breakdown more, salary cap uh, salary cap breakdown stuff. You know, we are going to see some some players. There there is going to be. I think the big question is we had today's poll question: Who's going to be the guy that's not on this team next year? That you're like, dang, I did not see that one coming. Because that's usually what happens on teams that are tight against the cap. Who's the guy that you? I said it earlier. You know, no one doesn't want to hear it, but you know, um, I think you know Oliver is probably gone, but that's not the person that's going to shock people. Um, Could be Trey White. It could be Trey White with a sixteen million dollar over sixteen million dollar cap. I mean, if we weren't if we weren't so offensive line deficient, I mean, Dion's right there with a fourteen million dollar cap, almost almost fifteen million dollars. you know, I'm sure they're going to convert yeah, some we, of that into. Yeah, into it's, he'll be restructured. Well. We, he he can't. He'll be restructured. We can't lose our left tackle at this point. And regardless of how good or bad he is, you know, unfortunately, he's been taking on. You know, I don't want. I I hate to say this about Saffold, but he's been kind of taking on. You know, both positions because Saffold just looked terrible. Um. So uh, you know, Dion Dion hadn't taken on both positions. Dion Dion's got to watch. He gets. He has a tendency to get a little heavy. Um, he needs to make sure he keeps his weight down as the season goes on. I think Mitch Morris is a guy that fits that role. We talked about it at Oliver. They have to trade him. They can't cut him because he's still ten million, eleven million in cap yeah. dead cap money. So there Morris, are going to be some things. Morris that might end up. He might end up retiring. You know, we we might find out that right. you know with his concussions, um, that he might end up retiring. But if he doesn't retire, yeah, there's a a good chance that um that he's a he's another you know cap casualty but uh we'll see i i think that if we were to say though who would surprise me um the most i think that would shock everybody would be trey white that's 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 an interesting call i did not i would not have said that one well i mean I'm, if you think we started the season last year with with elam and and benford and, and, and we fine. did fine um yep. and when know, he did come back it wasn't like he was shutting down the side of the field and granted, he'll be he'll be you know a year and a half removed from his injury. So will the Trey um, come back? You know, will the old Trey White come back? I don't know if we'll ever see that. You know, they, that's what a lot of people say is after you know an ACL injury, it's it you there's certain positions that you're just never going to be the same. And right. um, you know, having to backpedal and and make those cuts and stuff like that, you're you're always a little worrisome. Um, We'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't want it to happen. I love. He's one of my favorite players on the team, especially with with his personality and you know, uh, 
I feel like, you know, people want him on the team too, but he's either going to be restructured or moved, I feel. Here's the problem with um, if they move him, they have to trade him right now. He's worth over $22 million of dead cap space. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's for, yeah. If we trade him, though, I think we can do a post, a post June. We can. uh, Yeah. We can, and we can do a post after whatever. Just right now at this present moment. But anyway, um, real quick, we'll leave with this. Ralph Wilson Sr. in the comments. New branding, question mark. Three Lady (laughs) Rush. Um, wow, that would be great, Ralph. That's not what the name will be. We we kind of let it out a little bit last week, but we're going to be known as Line Two Gain. That'll be Line the Number Two Gain. Um, we kicked around some other other strong names, I thought, but uh, I think Line the Gain is a good one. Uh, we'll so we'll have that as our as our new name moving forward. We'll stay with this concept of Sarah and myself. It's been very very enjoyable. I'm learning quite a bit from you. You uh, you teach me football. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but I appreciate. I don't know. Mu- I don't know as much as I think I know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, Ralph actually also put McDermott's first pick regarding Trey. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. Again, Jerry asked me what would be shocking. That is that is my shocking pick. Do I think it'll happen? No, but I want us to be prepared that it could. <laughs> but again, but then Les says the same thing. Les is like first draft pick of regime, team leader, great character, reasonable contract. White is staying, guys. At some point in time, and it's hard for fans. What is the betterment of the team? You have to. You can't. You can't. You can't fall in love with guys to where it becomes a detriment to your football team. Okay, you can't do it. The last time it was done, it it was responsible for seventeen years of misery. Um you know, and then all the other stuff that went along with it and all the interchangeable parts and just every year somebody knew you, it's the one thing that great teams do is they don't fall in love with their own. They don't Jerry Jones and overpay for people. And um, I still think Trey White's a great football player. He's got a lot of football ahead of him and you're right. $60 million is a corner a starting corner. In the NFL is, is a good contract, but the con the, the question was would shock you. And that was the answer. So yep. take it for what it is. <laughs> but, hey, you're listening to Three Man Rush. We're out for today. We'll uh, maybe back next week. Maybe we won't. We'll see how it goes, uh, see what's uh, what's happening. It is the off season, but we will be on throughout the off season talking Bills football, talking maybe some college football, coaching changes, talking the salary cap, talking this roster, and who is going to replace and who are going to be the guys we want to bring in to uh, replace parts and push this football team over the top to get them not only into the Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl. So she's Sarah Larson. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. We'll be back with more. You've been listening to Buffalo Romics Network. This is Three Man Rush. And um, one love. We'll see you next time. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.